welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. There we go. Hello, welcome to episode 468 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb, and my good pal, Sean Orford. How are you doing, Sean? Uh, I've been better. Um, I'm having tests at the moment for all my long COVID games and fun. So I'm actually in a hospital for a few days whilst they do tests and run scans yeah. and things. It's lots oh, of fun. Hey. Finally getting to the bottom of it, hey? I feel, yeah. Yeah, I, feel, yeah, I know. I was dragging you around Amsterdam on foot and on, on a bike just a matter of weeks ago. Little did we know, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Could do with being back there now. Come on, let's go. I know, yeah. What we're just saying, yeah. Well, you were saying you keep getting flashbacks to the, to that that time, and uh, I keep checking the photos. I can't stop looking at them, and it's all yeah. like it's, it's like a dream, but it did happen, yeah. didn't it? But it was a very kind of um, I, did, I mean, it, it's like a fantasy kind of feeling, but it's, it's it was a very peaceful, calm, nice place to be. It was yeah. very very good, yeah. Yeah, we're we're kind of plotting a, a return trip with the family actually for the summer. Um, Bethan right. Beth needs to, or she's renewed her passport, so we're just waiting for that for that to come back through. Yeah, uh, I've actually got a friend who went by ferry. He he uh, he cycled across. No, he got the train to Hull and then cycled to the, the ferry terminal uh, and got a, a, an overnight ferry to Rotterdam. Yeah. Um. So he's, yeah, sleep through the night and uh, wake up in Rotterdam, and then he kind of. Biked on to a train station and went to. We well, didn't go to Amsterdam. He went to Utrecht, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I enjoyed the train. It was really cool, the train. But I think, uh, yeah, an overnight ferry sounds like good, good fun as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Might try that out as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're not talking about the Netherlands today. We're talking about honesty and politeness and manners and whether it's yeah, when it's when it's okay to kind of cross that line from being yeah polite through to being like raw. <laughs> raw honesty so we'll come to that in a sec uh live in the present.co.uk for all the show notes and links we're just shy actually i was just checking we're about nine thousand downloads off one million listens to this podcast so i think in the next well, few weeks we'll be able to celebrate um that's good quite a major milestone for this little show not too bad is it sean yeah very good very good yeah, if you can just hang in there for a little bit longer we, we should make it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll try and be it. Yeah. You can do it. Um, but yeah, anything you've been reading or doing or watching that's been interesting? I know we've had Glastonbury over the weekend. and Yeah, and uh, you were saying earlier on about Paul McCartney being 80 and still there struggling and stuff. Yeah, it was trending it was on Twitter cool. while he was while he was uh, singing away and dancing away that he's 80, those two words. And uh, yeah, he's, I, I don't know, well, you were just saying before, yeah, that apparently 76 is the official old age now that we yeah there was research from uh, cambridge that came up with old age doesn't start until you're actually 76 it's, it's just a, it's weird isn't it because yeah i've got a um a neighbor of mine who's i think she's around 80 early 80s uh and she's not in quite the same shape as uh, as paul mccartney um not through no fault of her own she knows she's she's led a fit and active life herself um but uh, I don't think you'd see her on stage dancing around in front of... I think, well, Paul, Paul McCartney 
advertises the fact that he um, is a vegetarian, obviously, um, from Linda. He um, uh, meditates every day and does yoga. Mm. So maybe, maybe there is something in that. Who knows? Yeah, uh, but I'm sure there's plenty of 80-year-olds that have lived... lived well, actually, uh, uh, Keith Richards and Mick Jagger and that lot, I don't, I don't know what their routine is. They've lived maybe different kinds kinds of lives, but my mum my and dad saw the Rolling Stones in Anfield, Liverpool, a few weeks ago. And uh, again, those guys, I mean, they are they are blessed probably with, yeah, millions and millions of pounds to kind of, yeah. And yeah, live, live, it, it eases like the burden. Yeah, yeah, that might help a little bit as well, but uh, yeah. anyway, fair play. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so yeah, what triggered this one? Anything in particular that's been happening to you, Sean? When you talk, um, honestly, I, I, I think I think that it was actually a conversation with um, uh, a listener um, that started it. Um, but when you start to look at it, um, and it's very interesting being in a hospital setting and watching the nurses working with patients, and there, there are patients that are a pain in the ass that need a good slap, but you have to be polite. And you have to, you know, it's that kind of thing. And it's like um, that balance between being honest with somebody and being polite. Mm. And sometimes I think that when people are being polite with someone, they end up effectively lying. Yeah. Because they're, they're no longer being honest because they're being so polite. Yes. And there's yeah. a certain phrase that you use in a sentence that you've picked up in your blog post. Um, again, it's on the website. Um, that if a, if a sentence starts with those three words, to be honest, then it's usually, yeah. <laughs> it's usually expressing something. I don't know. Well, well, how did you put it in your blog post? I can't remember now. It, it's, I think that to be honest is the, the precursor to a negative delivery. Yeah, to be honest, Sean, your blog post crap this week absolute crap yeah that's <laughs> that's it isn't it yeah um and and i don't know whether what, what it is about the phrase you know to be honest does that mean if i'm being honest that it kind of um uh it takes away my responsibility for what i'm about to say is that mm. what we're doing yeah i guess if you use this if you use the word but but in a sentence as well it's kind of yeah, yeah. kind of negates everything that you've just said it's kind of yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah it's interesting i'm interested in talking about everyday kind of interactions that we might have um and then some of the places that we might see it within the workplace uh, and even you know I, I try not to watch as much as you used to but you know in politics and in fact i might be getting involved in local politics in the coming uh coming years and i do see a lot of uh, fascinating interactions between politicians that are very kind of honourable and polite in their talk, but they're being they're trying their best to kind of walk that fine line between like absolutely slating someone's opinion, <laughs> but remain um, politeness. And in fact, within within kind of political talk, you know, within parliaments and in local politics as well, there are, there are certain rules around the language you can use and how you can kind of refer to a person, um, which have been designed, I, I think to kind of keep politeness uh, and manners in check. But it, it, if you think about it, um, the, the, this is like quite a big statement in a way. It's like, I mean, I go on about, you know, being kind. And, and if, you're, if you're polite 
with kindness or you're honest with kindness. You know, the, the, these things work. But if you look at the way that most of us function, most of us function as liars. Because what happens is we go into the workplace, say, and there's Nelly, who you know is a bitch, and you haven't seen her all weekend, and you're and you're thinking, oh, thank God for that. And she comes in, and you don't go, hello, you bitch. What you do is you go, oh, hello, Nelly. Have you had a good weekend? And you have this kind of forced camaraderie, mm. which actually isn't honest at all. Now, I'm not saying that we still go around slagging each other off. No. But the... Uh, the issue has to be, you know, how honest are we really? Yeah, well, incidents like that, you know, you work a lot within workplaces. Does it does it always usually end in kind of some explosive scene where people have been sitting on their real <laughs> thoughts for so long that actually uh, things uh, explode or is it just... No, no, no. I mean, people go on for years and years and years. It, it, one of the things, um, I mean, we're, we're, we're into the heavy end here now and it's like, one thing I'm very aware of is, uh, obviously, as you get older, the more funerals you go to. Mm. Now, I've gone to some funerals of people because out of politeness, I suppose, yeah, who I know have been total and utter bastards, right? <laughs> now, at the, at the funeral, everyone's going on about how nice they were, you know, and, oh, and, and, and they're telling you all these lovely stories. And you know, because you know them and you've known the person who's died, that everybody's playing make-believe because you don't talk ill of the dead, do you? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I, I think that the issue of honesty, politeness, integrity, all those things kind of do start to fit together or not fit together, depending on, on how, you, how you see it. But yes the world needs to work and the the politeness is the the kind of lubrication that oils the wheels very often well i know but you talk about lubrication there and uh you know weddings and funerals can be quite once people are kind of lubricated by a bit of the old red wine or maybe (coughs) like like you just have there a gin and tonic or two maybe yeah Uh, that's when certain kinds of honesty can start to creep out. There's a Radiohead song called A Drunken Punch-Up at a Wedding, which is quite a, like a, it really like tells the story of a, of someone that kind of, yeah, has had a few drinks and then like really lets loose with their opinions at a a wedding. You know, I've been to loads of weddings, thank, uh, not too many funerals actually, but I'm sure that'll, that number will tick up as the years go by. But, um, you know, Quite often at a wedding, yeah, towards the end of the night, yeah, like the uh, inhibitions will drop and uh, yeah, there'll be some kind of argument or something will happen. I don't think I've ever seen an actual punch-up, but uh, yeah, it's always fascinating to see those kind of tensions simmer and then kind of boil over. But that's predominantly both weddings and funerals with the, um, the frontal lobe, which we know is powered by dopamine, which is driven by alcohol. Right. And what happens when you, you've had a few drinks is that the frontal lobe will disconnect and then people tend to be more honest <laughs> in the sense they're saying what they actually feel. Right. Um, and, and it varies as to how much you, you drink to, before it disconnects. Some people can drink a lot, a lot and it doesn't really affect them. Mm-hmm. Whereas 
other people like a glass of wine and then they start to become a bit um well a bit difficult because they're being honest yeah, yeah. and i guess uh, we all kind of let loose in certain ways don't we and kind of we we have to let off steam in certain ways i guess if you if you're in a workplace environment whether it's whether you're the um, you're the prime minister of a country or you're uh you know i i quite often like my wife's a teacher so there's this kind of internal politics in every school yeah. and in every hospital in the country you know and um after a stressed day of kind of maybe uh keeping a lid on it for eight ten hours and you come home and you'll you'll find the, the slightest little thing maybe <laughs> a coffee cup is out of place or the dishwasher hasn't been stacked and then you'll let loose on the person who is responsible because yeah, yeah. you've been kind of you've been bottling it all up all day with stuff you haven't been able to like mention that's been <laughs> annoying the hell out of you. And then the tiny little thing at home and you'll be at, cause you at home with our friends and family, perhaps we can be a bit more honest from time to time. So you'll let loose. <laughs> but then you see, I, I, I would wind that back and say, is it actually being honest? Because what we're doing is we're stirring up this kind of um, stress and, and negativity and then we're putting it down in the easiest place that we can put it, right? Rather than um, than actually being honest, is it? You know, we're dumping other people's rubbish on another person. Mm. You know. So yeah, I mean, maybe that's that's maybe that's a little telltale sign that you need to kind of process things throughout the day a little bit better. If you if you kind of if we're getting home from work or from whatever it is you do during the day, and you, you're let you're kind of, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are, that kind of have tensions at home and perhaps it's not a result directly of stuff that's been happening at home it's more so stuff at during work or the daytime that you're not you're not processing properly and that's having a negative impact later on maybe one of the uh, resources that we should stick in for this week is the evening review because it's designed to do that you go back through the day and review it and dump what it is that you don't need that isn't useful and just focus on the stuff that is useful and, and helps you in the next bit, as it were. Yeah, maybe we need to even have to think about, maybe it's too late to wait for the evening review, you know, because by that point you've had your stressful day. Assuming we don't all have stressful days in work. Some of us enjoy our work and kind of, yeah, yeah. you know, that should be the goal for everyone. But um, it might be too late by the evening, by the time you go to bed, because you've already kind of had your stressful day. You've come home, you've let loose on your beloved partner. Um, and then well, you, know, you, you go to bed and then you do your route. Maybe we need to have a kind of an afternoon stock take of some kind so that you can do it um, on the bus or the train on the way home or the walk. Or I, I, have, I have this theory about um, a lot of people will point to traffic within, within tra the transport work that I do and kind of that commute home from work. Uh, if you're driving, taking too long, you know, because you're stuck in traffic. I have a bit of a theory developing that people actually like that part of the day the best because <laughs> they've got half an hour maybe an hour sat on their own in their own kind of big bubble protected from the world with the windows shut and the radio on or the music playing and that's their kind of half an hour to an hour that they enjoy the most because they can just sit and like do nothing and it doesn't matter how long they're stuck at traffic lights or kind of crawling through the streets of their hometown because they've just that, got that protected little space where they can die unwind yeah. a little bit so that's kind of a bit of a, an issue for me because i'm trying to get people out of the cars and i'm trying to you know unblock 
traffic and congestions but i actually think that people really like that that part of their day you know it's like a decompression chamber isn't it you can kind of but one of the things like in the hospital here where i am at the moment um i've worked with loads of the nurses here and the amount of them that will actually do the evening review in the car before they drive out the car park okay well so they're actually dumping it and leaving it here before they go home. That's the idea. Okay, cool. So maybe just a bit of a rebrand and a, we, yeah, we call it the evening review. Maybe it should be the afternoon or the, yes. post, the post-work de-stress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Meditate. Yeah, being able to just let it go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, with, it, with the work that you do, actually, when you're speaking to people, there must be a certain degree of honesty balanced with kindness, like, especially because, you know, you've got people, a lot, certain people that you're working with, I guess, are right on the teetering on the edge, like literally of, of, uh, of ending it all. So how do you kind of balance that honesty um, and kindness kind of thing? Or do you ever reach the point where you have to be really quite blunt with people? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it works in different ways for me in different areas that I work in. Um, but I've been into managers' offices many, many times, shut the door and said, I just want to let you know that I know what you're doing, explain what it is, and if you don't stop doing it, I'm going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. I've had those kinds of conversations. Um, but also there's the issue of um, when we were running the courses, the Living the Present courses, the... Um, the idea of giving people feedback and feedback is, is like honesty with sensitivity, you know, with politeness, with empathy, whatever. Um, but that idea that, that you give people feedback, but you give them feedback with love. And it's like, if I'm, if I'm being a tit and I'm making a complete idiot myself, would I rather someone said to me, Sean, you're making an idiot. Or would I, rather than let me do it and then afterwards watch the videos back and go oh my god why didn't someone stop me mm. you know what i mean that uh, but it, it's it's the caring bit isn't it it's the the caring the kindness being able to make sure that someone is okay and is acting okay um without offending them mm. yeah which is it, it's a tr- it's a trick it's now i mean the idea of diplomacy if you're a diplomat and you've got to go and effectively have a communicative relationship with the enemy. You know, um, and you may actually despise this, these people or that person mm-hmm. before you actually get into it. But you've got no choice. You, you have to get into it. So you have to learn to be polite to people that maybe you don't like. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, there'll be yeah. certain kind of rules and you'll have to shake hands with them or bow a yeah. certain way especially if you're going into their territory yeah you have to accept food and drink from them that kind of thing yeah i mean yeah. to be uh, yeah to be a, a diplomat and an, an effective dip, diplomat is a is quite an amazing skill actually isn't it yeah it must be, or yeah. Can be. I mean, yeah. yeah i mean how, how on earth do you do that shake hands and smile on camera mm-hmm. with someone that you actually want to stick a knife in yeah <laughs> um <laughs> yeah in, in a sense, the, the, that whole idea of, of people um, 
surviving through evolution, I suppose, uh, as we got more communicative, um, by being polite, by giving people like a break, whatever. You know, um, there, there's a bit, the more that, that I looked at this, as I was thinking about it, is, is that whole concept of, are, are we predominantly dishonest with each other? Um, because we don't actually uh, give it, tell each other the truth. And if we do tell each other the truth, we don't know how to do it. So it comes over like we're being, you know, miserable sods um, and offending each other. And, it, and it's, it's as though we need some kind of training at school or something um, to learn how to give each other feedback with, with positivity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, that would be very helpful. I guess it's, some people are good at it and some aren't. And you just wonder at what phase of life we start to, yeah, realize. Yeah. I mean, and I guess from the other side, people can, the flip side, you can, people can play with it as well, can't they? It's not just a struggle always for people to be honest and kind. People can use, use, use the language and the skill to kind of manipulate people as well. I, I have a relative um, who I won't identify who um, uh, has no empathy or sensitivity with. And uh, one day um, when I was young and we were playing in a rock band and the, the roadie was there um, and he had severe acne. You know, he had a lot of facial problems with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this relative comes in and says to him, takes one look at him and says to him, Oh my God! You've got a face like a Christmas pudding. <laughs> now, now that that was an honest statement. Yeah, there was certainly no kindness in there and no politeness in it. Mm-hmm. No, and and honesty when you say it just how it is. And some people say that with pride, don't they? I just tell it how it is. Mm. Yeah. So I'm just I'm being honest. I mean, honest because someone's honest. Let me say what they're saying is true. It's only honest from their point of view, isn't it? Yeah. It is, yeah. I remember a, another a family member who I identified um, got well, got a new car a few years ago, and it was a big, ugly, from my point of view, SUV, you know, and I, I speak with friends and family about the kind of, yeah, why we shouldn't be buying that kind of vehicle anymore based on the weight and the size and the lack of safety and obviously the emissions as well. And, uh, you know, I speak to my kids about it all the time and they kind of, yeah, we talk about the four-wheel monster and the SUVs roaming our streets. And But, you know, in person, I'm quite polite about people. And when when a person buys a new car, yeah, um, you know, they expect some kind of like... Oh, go on. No, I'm fine. <laughs> I'll carry on. When someone gets a new car, they kind of, you expect socially some kind of praise and, oh, nice car and all that kind of stuff. And I was prepared to say that. But my, my lad, my eldest, kind of <laughs> saw them and they opened the door and his first words were, your car sucks. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and I was immediately like, William, flipping heck, you know, keep under your hat, that kind of stuff, because I was all set to be polite. And, oh, new car, very nice, very nice. Even though underneath I was simmering like, what are they doing, man, after all I've said to them? Yeah, Will, Will just came out and said it, your car sucks. <laughs> Uh, still makes me makes me chuckle, but I get a lot of that. In- how, how did they respond to that level of honesty? Then uh, 
they laughed about it, I think. But uh, I think, yeah, I could tell they were a little bit like, well, it's not what you're supposed to say when you get a new car. You're supposed to say, you're supposed to be, have praised, showered upon you, aren't you, for, uh, yeah, for, uh, for this great new object that you've But that, that, that takes me back to are we actually running the world on dishonesty? Yeah, I know. Rather than honesty with kindness. Yeah. Um, I think it, ultimately the little things like that, that kids kids don't have that filter does help and people are kind of getting the talk. But, you know, within environmental stuff, the work that I've done, um, it is, it's that kind of honesty versus nicely, nicely. Um, yeah. Because we're kind of heading towards the, the abyss and we're kind of reaching that point now where the kind of nicely, nicely, or oh, do you want to do you think about you could have walked that journey or you could have ridden a bike or even yeah you didn't get an electric car this time it's we're kind of getting past that point of oh nicely nicely we're proper reaching the point of like a real slap around the face like what the hell are you doing why did you just drive here are you crazy why you could have got the train you're off your head <laughs> you fly you're going on another holiday on a plane what's that like the sixth one this year what is up with you so uh yeah it's uh it's an ongoing battle but i mean planet earth is starting to send us some clear warning signs as well so maybe that's what it'll take and maybe one of the things in the context that we're talking about is that mother earth is very honest yeah mother right. earth doesn't lie and she doesn't need to be polite she just tells you like it is yeah i know like we saw in yeah in in covid uh like game over lads you know <laughs> you're not going anywhere for a while well yeah. sort your shit out and now we're kind of back everything's back to normal and then we've got a fuel crisis uh looming thanks to some war and some weird geopolitical stuff so it's another like are you sure guys come on sort it out <laughs> yeah yeah i like that yeah. idea yeah the honesty from from uh from mother nature mm. Mm. yeah yeah she doesn't need to be polite does she like it's the way that is exactly um all right well my resource i've just found a uh, an article in yesmagazine.org um about being pr- cruel to be kind and when it's okay to make feel someone bad so similar to your blog post but kind of deep um, another kind of angle on on how yeah. it's yeah sometimes you've got to lay down some some truth bombs and uh yeah yeah what about you so, yeah, mine is uh, a little book, which is about, you can get it on Amazon, which is about growing through feedback. And I, I think that if we learned to give and receive feedback, we'd be so much richer as a society. And I, I think you see that on the courses, when we do the courses, that you see people that, say someone has a very negative self-image, and then you'll see the whole group of people is giving them the reverse feedback, which they very often find hard to accept. Um, but once they start to get their head around it, the whole concept of themselves can change into a positive from the negative. And that's amazing when you see it. It's really good. Yeah. Wow. Um, all right, cool. You happy then? All done? Yeah, all done. I'm happy. All right. All right, we'll stay happy. We'll uh, catch up with you next week and hopefully yeah, your tests are coming through and... All good by next this time next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you know. I'll All right. Let you know. Yeah. All right, Sean. Good to chat to you. You take care. Until See next ya. time. See ya. Bye. 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 Bye.